right welcome to the lift big eat big show we're on episode number i think this is seven 16 17 i think this is on 17 now so we're we're getting down them but today we're going to talk everything upper back training essentially getting that power look so when we think of the upper back there's a whole host of different muscles we're going to run through some of our favorite exercises programming how to develop a huge upper back and that power look so you don't look like a skinny dweeb pencil neck in the gym like many uh, i guess today's little bodybuilders do because all they do is sit on machines all day but we have uh colm wolf here two times world's strongest man competitor new zealand's strongest man host of other things he's got a bunch of strongman programs within the lift big big underground we also have mona here who's a commonwealth medalist in olympic weightlifting african champion in olympic weightlifting crossfit games competitor and the crossfit games is on right now too and uh also six times karate world champion so we've got a host of experience here we've got Aliko barking in the background for us too <laughs> being that dog but we're going to run through upper back training and obviously within the sport of weightlifting the sport of strongman even other strength sports upper back is one of the most important areas and then obviously if you're more physique orientated with your goals having the large upper back is going to make that huge point of difference when we're talking about physique so we'll first we'll briefly cover some of the muscles that we're talking about and we'll go straight into exercises that we love to develop this so the first thing is when we're talking upper back typically we're talking upper traps middle traps lower traps so that whole i guess diamond shape across your back you could also include the neck within that as well having a a large or thick neck can aid to that then we can also include the rear delts and we can include all the other muscles that are within the mid and upper back so things like the rhomboids between the shoulder blades and the spinal erectors or erector spinae that run down either side of your spine and developing these muscles will give you that power look but also support you with a lot of your heavy lifts like squats overhead lifts anything you need to support uh heavy weight essentially so let's start comp do you have any favorite exercises to target those muscle groups well i'm pretty biased with strongman because i feel like pretty much any strongman movement hits the upper back so much whether you're picking up something up off the floor or carrying something um so those are like a big a big staple of my programming if they're especially if they're doing strongman for general population though i also am a big fan of farmers walks if we're including the upper traps in the discussion um i think they just uh, i much prefer them to shrugs i find they just absolutely hammer the upper traps mm. um and just the upper back in general that it's quite a strong position that you're in with a handle each side you can pick up a decent amount of weight um, and provided your grip is strong when you're walking with it, that's just a lot of time under tension of your upper back trying to stay nice and upright. Um, other than like, because there's I could name basically any strongman exercise, so there's a there's a bunch of them. Other than that, I'm a big fan of uh, any kind of chest supported row, whether that's like a seal row or a you know an incline bench row, some machine row variations if they've got um, access to them and they feel good for them, but. The thing I actually like doing with the row, um, spe specifically for the um, up, upper back, is to get them to do it with a pause. Um, I quite like that in combination of uh, with, if we're already doing those heavy upper back strongman exercises, 
I quite like to do a row variation where we do a pause in that end position, trying to squeeze those shoulder blades. Um, and I actually quite like doing it with straps as well and having people do it with straps. So although like it might sound a little bit opposite to the strongman side of things, if we're already doing that, I think doing that kind of variation is a nice supplement. Um, and also I find with clients, it helps them get a feeling of contracting those muscles. If you suddenly have to pause in that position, um, that would be my kind of like little point of difference exercise. Um, but otherwise I'm very traditional as you guys know, I like the <laughs> compounds. I believe the big compounds just build that thickness in the back, like yeah. nothing else really. Um, and I think we're similar in that with like weightlifting weightlifters have incredible upper back development. And so I'm pretty much a fan of all those variations as well. Yeah. Before we get into that, into the weightlifting side, didn't, didn't you mention Colm that someone was going on social saying that farmer's walks aren't a good trap or upper back exercise? Yes, I, I have seen that. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the arguments, but it, it kind of boiled down to, they were talking about going, I think ultimately too light on the farmer's walk. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't agree with the argument. I, I would have to check, but I think it was something like they were comparing, say, a long distance farmer's walk with doing heavy, you know, like heavy rows. In reality, <laughs> you're like, yeah. you could say the same thing in the opposite, like heavy farmer's walk compared to light rows. Um, yeah. But when done, when done heavy, um, provided your grip is good, yeah, it, it honestly hits your upper back like crazy. Um, and the best thing is it's a, it's a loaded stretch. It's a heavy loaded yeah. stretch on the trap. So you're getting like end range of motion under stupid heavy loads that you have to support. And that's why that's why you get so damn sore. There's really good research surrounding isometrics at long muscle lengths being very good for muscle growth. Um, and that actually research came out of AUT as well. So that's, um, that's something to consider. And yes, you don't have the concentric portion of shrugging your shoulders but man if you've if, if you've ever done farmer's walks and you haven't done them for a while your your traps are so damn sore the next yeah. day as you you don't get that just from doing shrugs if you haven't done shrugs in a while so it's a whole different feeling but i know mona weightlifters as colm said have huge upper backs you just look at some of the pictures i mean the, fa the famous milo uh, magazine picture of lu Jin doing his pull and just his exactly absolutely huge thought. back I was literally thinking of that exact picture when we started talking about because I feel like yeah. that's one of those traditional or, or how can I say very popular pictures on like the internet and that's why a lot of people you know they want that look of especially Lu Zhajun um, because the Chinese weightlifters are very muscular um, so are a lot of other athletes um, in the sport of weightlifting but I feel like the Chinese weightlifting team is very good with showing as well what accessories accessories they are doing um, and not just your weightlifting movements. And I mean, all the weightlifting movements, just like Cole mentioned, are really important to build that upper back. Um, so it's almost like inevitable that it will work it in the first place. Um, and if you think about it, you have to have that strong upper back when you do a lift. Like, you cannot catch a clean with a rounded upper back. You cannot do a front squat. I mean, that's, that's, an ex that's a strength movement for weightlifting, but you can't front squat with a rounded back. You can't pull the ball off the ground with a rounded back. So you have to strengthen those movements and, um, or those muscles. And the only way you're going to strengthen it are 
by doing strength movements in weightlifting or explosive movements. Um, like for example, your pulls, um, snatch pulls, clean pulls. Um, and even when you do like a snatch deadlift or a clean deadlift, because in weightlifting, the way you would do it is you won't just do the deadlift, but like you'll actually do a deadlift shrug on top. Um, and you really emphasize that upper back and getting tall in the movement. That's really important. And then like your things like um, uh, your, your cleans and your snatches. Um, and you have to have that strong upper back even when you block the weight overhead. Um, and I often find that when I do heavy overhead squats, I feel my upper back is really stiff the next day as well. Um, just because it's not just shoulders. You have to squeeze every single muscle in your back, in your, your basically your whole body has to work together. Um, in, um, how would I say? Uh, maybe you can tell, think of a word, and, James. In unison, you mean? <laughs> in unison, yes. I was going to say in harmony, <laughs> but I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. No, but in works. unison, yeah, in unison for everything just to like work together and for you to do that movement um, and be explosive in the movement and make it look beautiful as well. Um, but then there's also like some accessories that you can do in weightlifting that will also help build, um, you know, just that, that trap upper back look of yours. And I know Cole mentioned like your rows and your farmer's walks and those kind of things. But like in weightlifting, um, uh, not so much your, your supinated, but your pronated uh, wide grip pull-ups, that gives you a really nice back as well. And for weightlifters, you can do this as well with weight Um because that will just help strength building as well will help your grip and then there's like smaller exercises that you can do um or smaller accessories like uh your band pull apart and your face pulls um those are just like really nice accessories that you can do just to like help build the upper back as well um and that's more uh, i would say that's more an exercise of like a prehab type exercise um, then actually making you strong in those movements. Um, but another really cool um, exercise that I didn't really do much, but I actually did this when I was in Romania is uh, like your upright rows. That's almost one of the like staple exercises that they do as weightlifters. And that also gives you a really nice, you know, that trap upper back look. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, using weightlifting sizes should be done if your upper back is a priority replacing your deadlift if you're not a competitive powerlifter strongman whatever but if you replace your deadlift with weightlifting pulls i believe and in my experience it's far better for upper back development because you have that shrug on uh, at the end of the pool but my number one exercise that i always gravitate to that i always use is a snatch grip high pull off the blocks so going from your knees snatch grip high pull that that lights your traps up like nothing else ever will you're going heavy lows big shrug upright row everything with it and that lights your upper back up like nothing so that's the exercise i love to do that from the floor as well from the floor and from the blocks i yes. feel like i need to give my dad a shout out because being i won't say an old man but like <laughs> being an older man is my dad but he still does it and i mean like you know he's like 60 and he's like doing these exercises and he's got a huge upper back and he's mm -hmm. been doing it like his whole life and back has always been like one of his like staple exercises to train so i feel like when you get older like you know that's one of those looks that you you can keep that super postured like really confident mm. look as well yeah I, I love that exercise if 
If anyone's listening to this and wants an exercise to add to their training program today or tomorrow, give that a try. It is brutal and it will, I mean, your traps will be so sore the next day if you haven't done it before. It's crazy. But on top of that, obviously the pools I mentioned, clean pools, snatch pools with the shrug at the end, those things are great for the upper back development. We can also go into shrugs. However, I don't typically do shrugs. I don't know about you guys. I know Cole mentioned he prefers farm muscles and stuff like that. I know weightlifters don't really do shrugs either because of all the pulls. So if strongmen and weightlifters who have some of the largest upper backs ever don't do shrugs, maybe you don't need to do them either. I I don't think you need to do them, to be honest, to build the traps because you get so much work. Yeah. I did it when I was pregnant and but not <laughs> but a very not specific the, use case yeah but like not but not at the bar like obviously but i i did it with dumbbells and it was just a really nice exercise that i could do because when i had mia like one of the things you know you hold your baby all the time so you feel that like pressure in your upper back so i feel like you know there's females that have like little ones and um or you need to like strengthen <laughs> hello bobs I feel she like woke if up. You, <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you know you're a mom and you need to strengthen your upper back because you do, you breastfeed, you hold your baby all the time. Um, it's really important to like work those muscles as well. So I feel like it's something that you can work during your pregnancy as well without putting too much load onto your body, but then maintaining that strength so that when you have your baby, you know it it can actually help you in the long run. And then when your baby is born, you can just build that strength back up again. Yeah. What's your take home on the rack pull? Now that the rack pull's kind of been uh, poo-pooed along with other exercises, I'm sure it'll come back into fashion at some point. But people uh, people really don't like the rack pull. What's your thoughts on it? I think it can be like, so we, again, it's basically a strongman event. A partial deadlift is pretty common. Um, and again, strongmen do have massive upper backs. I definitely think the rack pull can help. Um, but if like in the context of say general population who's just training to get bigger um it can be an option i think it can be an option but the i feel like it's it can be such a pain to set up and to do without destroying the bars <laughs> like if you're uh using a power rack at a commercial gym or something you're gonna have to use such a heavy load it's pretty easy to destroy their bars um in general it wouldn't be my priority like i would rather use other variations uh longer variations but like i said in strongman we we use the rack pull all the time um most of my clients have done and myself have done like various training cycles involving them um and i i yeah i do like overall if you're asking me do i think the rack pull will help you get a bigger upper back yeah i do it's just it's you have to use more weight and it's hard to set up <laughs> yeah for sure that's definitely a downside of doing them. But as you mentioned, like the overload compared to the deadlift is, is pretty brutal on the upper back too. And then obviously all the various farm strong exercises, carries, etc., etc. And obviously you mentioned as well, or Mona mentioned as well, the face pull and um, band pull aparts kind of things. Interesting because if, if, if you search uh, Jim Wendler and just yoke, uh, he has a whole program on, developing the yoke incorporated with this five through one and it's literally doing like hundreds of band pull aparts and face balls between uh your sets of pressing hey and uh between the sets of pressing and that's just <laughs> building the volume of like easy to do exercises for the traps and upper back so that's definitely a, uh, another way of doing it. but it's, it's funny as well that mona mentioned the upright row because the upright row is a, another exercise that you know 
was told you shouldn't do because that's what the test for shoulder impingement was um and that was kind of like the whole idea behind it but if you have healthy shoulders and it doesn't hurt you should probably do the upright row now it's nice because it targets the side delts at the same time so you get kind of get the width and the upper back um together in terms of doing the upper row but you can make it a little easier on your shoulders by using things like easy bars and dumbbells if the barbell is it's a little funny for you but outside of that as well you i mean training the neck i don't know if you do any neck work colin for um for strongman uh not so much but it is something that i want to uh like more so play around with in my own training first um i can't say i've had like other than you know working around various injuries or giving some very basic neck exercises um i haven't really given any strongman clients any direct like neck harness work or anything like that mainly because no one has them <laughs> over here i know we at AUT, did we have one at one stage I don't, I don't think uh, we did. I remember seeing one somewhere in New Zealand, though. But um, I, <laughs> and otherwise, my experience is more so from MMA with, you know, doing bridges and that sort of thing. Obviously, can't do them now, but back in the day, um, we used to have to do them quite a bit as part of our training. But um, in terms of, like, just general physique, I definitely think, obviously, I'm a huge fan of, like, having big traps. I think it looks really cool. But having a thick neck as well, you always know... You know that person's powerful if they got a thick neck, <laughs> uh, and like you can see it, you know, in everyday life, people wearing the um, the t-shirt. Uh, yeah, you just know they're going to be strong if they've got a thick neck, whether they're rugby players, wrestlers, whatever they do. Um, is that you, you mentioned before, Jim Wendler's uh, like training for yoke? So we don't mean the strongman event yoke. Yeah. But what's his definition of it? Is it like upper? His yoke like, is just the, it's like the upper traps upper traps and uh upper back area rear delt kind of oh, stuff yeah. just that whole basically where the bar sits when you're doing back squats that's kind of oh, like yeah. the yoke that and the neck so it's like heaps of neck heaps of um band pull aparts heaps of face pulls and then obviously yeah. just your your normal your big lifts so it's uh it, yeah it's a pretty cool program if anyone's interested in checking that out um in terms of or adding some of that philosophy to your to your training too so yeah, it's it's really cool. And obviously with training the neck, yeah. Most people don't train the neck and they suffer from neck pain, stiff neck. If you train your neck, that stuff goes away. And it goes away so fast. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, we have iron necks here. If you haven't heard of the iron neck, the iron neck is awesome. We'll put a link in the description if, if you want. I think the link in the description will actually give you 15% discount on it. Um, but it allows you to train your neck in 360 degrees so it's like a halo and you can kind of move around and turn and things like that so that's pretty handy but if you don't have something like that or you don't want to spend the money you can literally do put plates on your head and do neck flexion neck extension neck lateral flexion either way and you can build decent neck muscles just doing that um, you can do sets of 10 to 20 and you can do that at the beginning of your your training session um essentially just to, to develop your neck and get a thick neck to go along with your upper back so those are those are the really good ideas but let's talk a little bit of programming i guess around the upper back so i guess it's the upper back doesn't isn't usually one of those things where it's in a training split so it wasn't a bro split you don't have an upper back day uh you might have a back day but it's usually focused on the lats or or split up by vertical and horizontal pulling, but upper back is never really a priority. So, Com, I don't know if it's there's a, a certain way you like to program upper back training. Maybe theoretically, if someone was 
prioritizing the upper back, how would you go about it? Um, so it is like, again, if I was training strongman, it would be all just focused on strongman. But I include a lot of upper back training and the people I train who are just general pop as well. Um, I think it just helps in terms of like general health with posture, to be honest. So many people are just constantly sitting like that all day at the, at the desk. Um, so I, I just naturally include a lot of it. Um, and as a general rule, I would go if, like how I kind of always recommend three. I would go with some kind of heavy compound. My favorite's being farmer's walk. Do a lot of uh, farmer's walk, even with general pop. Then some kind of paused row variation. Um, with straps, if we're already doing farmer's walk and the grip is fatigued, so I like that more as kind of like a, I would count it as like a, a mind muscle connection exercise where they're really trying to feel that burn in the upper back. Um, I find that helps as well. If you're one of these people who have trouble with your biceps taking over on the row, if you pause in that position, um, you'll feel your upper back working, especially if you do like a set of eight to 10 reps or the, you know, one to two second pause in that end position. Um, and then I like to do the usual finisher with some kind of a burn where I'll emphasize um, a little bit more of a stretch. So it might be, um, normally it's just another row variation, but without the pause at the top. Um, and because we're not doing the pause, we can go that little bit heavier in that end range and get that little bit more of a stretch. Um, but provided we've done some kind of like pull as that first heavy compound, I see that as taken care of mostly with the traps. I'm kind of the same as you guys. I don't really like to use shrugs. Sure, there's some niche, case, uh, niche cases, but for the most part, if you've already done some, some kind of heavy pull, I don't think you need to do shrugs. And it's not, I just don't think it's that time efficient. You're targeting such a small area, whereas with a big compound, you're hitting so many things. Then we've got that pause variation, and then yeah, the stretch higher rep, the old finisher, I quite like. Um, yeah. I should also mention that I do, I use face pulls a lot with both strongman mm. and like strongman powerlifting and general pop. I use face pulls, a lot of them, a lot of the time twice a week um honestly any variation like at work i use trx quite a lot um with clients we use cables we do standard seated um all sorts of variations but yeah face balls is another one uh that's probably uh it's funny even though i didn't mention that it's probably my most common one out of all of those that i use yeah i need to um i need to actually start using it more often too i just kind of stick to the big stuff and and leave the little stuff out but actually you reminded me you mentioned obviously about rowing with the pause that's it's such a a small change you can make with your rowing if you want to target the upper back is typically when we do barbell rows for example we'll row to the belly button because you want to hit the lats better and not target the upper back in that sense but if you're targeting the upper back you can actually row to your chest with the bar and that's going to hit the upper back better and then same thing with doing dumbbell rows or any other rows but dumbbells you can do it with elbows flared out that will hit more rear delt and more of that mid trap as well so that's something you can do to target the upper back versus rowing to your hip where you'll be targeting more of the lats so those are small changes you can make in your training that you're already doing to put more emphasis there so that's something that definitely worth trying but there's actually um before going further down the program there's also like the incline shrug so just lying on on the bench for the incline because with this with the normal standing shrug the shoulders depress straight down but if you look at actually how the fibers align of the traps they kind of come back behind the body like this and kind of come up so if you're doing the incline shrug you actually get a better stretch of the upper and mid traps 
So it's definitely something to consider as well. If you like doing shrugs and you're already doing shrugs and you don't want to stop them, try that variation instead. You'll get a better stretch and you should get a better, uh, I guess, muscle building response in that in the upper traps and mid traps there. But when we talk programming, yeah, I, li I like the way Colm did it. For me, I like to use weightlifting pulls to start. It could be any kind of pull, clean pull, snatch pull, snatch high pull, whatever it is, to target the upper traps. And then it could be some kind of rowing variation um, on top of that, that targets the upper back and then finishing with some kind of heavy carry. And then within that, and then without, within the training week, spreading out face pulls, band pull aparts and things like that for more volume. And that's something that's just going to absolutely annihilate, <laughs> annihilate your back. But what's interesting is weightlifters have the biggest upper backs, my hair's looking, the biggest upper backs, but they don't sit there specifically targeting the upper back. They just have a stupid training frequency and along that a stupid training volume compared to other strength sport athletes. Do you want to dive in, Mona, and cover how how many sessions a week you actually train and what's involved in each session to kind of illustrate how much your upper back is actually being trained? Um, now for weightlifter, um, yeah. <laughs> in every single session you will train it. So if you train six days a week or five days a week that's like five days a week of like two hours per session or whatever that you will be training the upper back basically because your upper back is included in every single exercise that you do um i don't actually think there's a exercise in weightlifting that you'll do that you don't work the upper back um mm. and i mean I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, what we were talking about earlier and Cole was mentioning as well, like your, your face pulls and your band pull apart. Um, I'm actually a big fan of doing those as warm-ups as well um, because I feel like when you warm up those muscles, um, it just makes you feel nice and tight for when you go to the bar. Um, and then again, just kind of getting it like really nice and warm. Um, I like doing things like, you know, your bar warm-ups and stuff. So I'll do like snatch high pulls which you mentioned earlier so like even when it comes to like the warm-ups the warm-ups mm. include you training your upper back i mean like i like basically spoke in a circle now but like it's everything um i mean that's why it's just so important to like not just strengthen your upper back but like make sure that it stays healthy you do your rehab work you do your prehab work you do your mobility um you know and, and that's also if you're a weightlifter that's one of the parts that gets really tight as well um and again when it does get really not tight i mean i've had to go numerous times i had to go to like, like a physio or a chiropractor or whatever and get like basically it all just needled out and once i get it like worked on and really really worked on that's when i just feel really good again in my training and it's just because the emphasis is just so much on the upper back that it just it gets overworked so you have to do the recovery work for it as well how many sessions a week were you doing in your in your prime okay wait um so i was training most mostly i was training like six days a week um but then i was doing on certain days twice a day so i was like basically training nine sessions a week of weightlifting and the sessions were normally between I won't even say a session was less than two hours. So it was always between like two and three hours because weightlifters do take very long. 
to warm up and do all the exercises and things like that. But like I say, on a shorter side, it would have been like a two hour session. And then on a really long day, it would be like two and a half, three hours per session. So I really had to dedicate a lot of hours um, to lifting and to become an elite athlete. And that's what those athletes do. And then when I became an older athlete and I needed to focus a bit more on recovery, I needed to dial down those sessions. So I had to go, instead of doing nine sessions a week, I went to doing either five or six sessions a week um, just to make sure that I'm recovered. Yeah, it goes to show how how much you can, or how much training the upper back can tolerate and even the body can tolerate, especially when there's not as much, I guess, eccentric action, like weightlifting is mainly concentric. So if you're doing like hardcore bodybuilding stuff, yeah, you probably wouldn't want to do nine sessions that involve the upper back because that would just be too brutal. But in terms of strongman, obviously uh, less training frequency, but how often are you typically or a strongman training per week um, and developing the upper back that way? I would say most, like the most common strongman programs are probably four days a week. Um, I also use three days a week quite a lot, but it's similar uh, to weightlifting in that almost every exercise that you do in strongman uses your upper back. So even if you're just picking up a log off the floor, that's going to be using your upper back. When you're cleaning a log, it's using your upper back. When you're in that rack position, it's using your upper back a lot. And then same with the overhead press in that log. Um, farmers walk, any kind of carry, even say yoke, right? You're, it's not exactly the same, but your upper back is, because the loads are so heavy, your upper back is having to contract so hard to keep everything nice and stable. Um, so pretty much any strongman day, you're training your upper back indirectly. Um, but I would say most strongman pro- programs directly train it assistance-wise two times a week. Um, and then three times a week is getting... I, I tend to use three times a week quite a lot nowadays, to be honest. Um, but yeah, four days is most common. And you'll all four days, you'll indirectly hit your upper back for sure. Yeah, yeah, that again that's still way more volume than a typical bodybuilding split where you might train back once twice if you maybe do something well planned so that's just an idea of hey if you are prioritizing upper back maybe increasing the frequency of your training is uh your ticket there and it could be something that you think about doing now by increasing frequency it doesn't mean that every session is targeting the upper back it could be something as simple as having one or two sessions that maybe do target upper back and the rest kind of you're just doing the easy facebook band pull apart stuff for reps kind of that easy volume throughout the other uh, sessions and just simply supersetting stuff like um, i still remember like i used to do it often was every anytime i did any pressing i would superset with chin-ups or pull-ups or band pull aparts or face balls you know and that's a really easy way to get volume and it doesn't affect your pressing um performance because you're not doing them to failure you're just kind of getting reps and in between your sets so you're not just resting doing nothing so that's definitely something to think about in terms of upper back training and increasing that training frequency considering sports like or athletes like weightlifters and strongmen train upper back with such high frequencies and don't run into problems that i guess other other people might run into when they train something too much but i actually wanted to cover as well i don't know if you've checked out any of the crossfit comp that's been going on i haven't seen I know, it actually. yeah well it's because you can't <laughs> so they, oh. they they uh 
so they decided to live stream the crossover, but they were like, okay, they're just live streaming the uh, age group stuff and the adaptive stuff, I think. But you click on the live stream, there's literally a camera at like the end of the stadium and there's no coverage of what's going on. There's, there's commentators and everything, but you can't see anything that's going on. What? <laughs> so it's like, I think it might be live right now still actually. And we were watching and we're like, wait, like, are they going to like fix this or is this what they're doing? Because apparently they've moved everything to an app, which I don't know if, if that's a good move because I'm assuming that will kill their viewership, especially for sponsors. But the idea that they're only streaming age group adaptive, but you can't even watch, you can't even watch that. I it's think literally so far. Actually the leaderboard. I don't think it's actually the, you being able to see the other athletes, which is so <laughs> weird. Um, Cause I've seen, I woke up this morning with a lot of CrossFit athletes with posts and they were like, this is boo, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's <laughs> like, you can basically, the athletes look like ants and then they'll be like announcing saying the athletes are doing wall balls. Um, and this exercise and this exercise in their wad um, or in their heat, but they won't even, they'll have the camera, like, for example, on the platforms. Um, Not even. And obviously you can see the whole damn stadium. The platforms. And when we were looking, like, we literally cannot see, you couldn't even see one athlete lift. And it was such an exciting event because they were going on about they're going to do this one rep max snatch and one rep max clean and jerk for a total yeah. and that's been obviously counted with their scores and then they didn't even show anything so i feel like it was such a disappointment and i was saying you know after so many years of streaming crossfit but obviously crossfit has a new owner now and everything but like how can you make such a rookie error i mean at the gate I don't it's think it's an like error. It's like a it's, local competition. It's planned. It's yeah, planned. It it's not an error. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was there because obviously the CrossFit Games is like one of those events that's just like, I think it's just really amazing. I mean, obviously from being there before, like it's different being like an athlete, but like just being there and feeling that vibe and like everyone around you is like, jacked athletes and like you know they they just it's just such an amazing and like funny thing to go to um but obviously if you can't go you still want to get that excitement from being able to view it online yeah is the um the apps paid i assume no it's not there's no it's there's no like yeah it's a free app mm. um so because i'm registered to <laughs> crossfit.com and i don't know if this is from when i had my own crossfit box um but i still get the emails and that's where i saw they've got the app like james didn't even know that there was an app but um the other thing is like what makes it a bit weird this time it, or not weird but like obviously tia tia claire to me is not competing she had her baby recently which is really exciting um but obviously like like some of the OGs on there. Um, and also Cara Webb, um, she's not there. She's currently pregnant. Um, so I feel like my favorites on there and I probably aren't going to be, I'm not going to be that excited to watch like I was before because it's exciting watching someone like Tia, you know, like defending her title and just like everyone trying to beat Tia, like everyone had to like up their game um and it really did up that level but like now without it there i'm i mean i'm still interested to see like who's gonna win but i don't think it's gonna be as exciting without it there 
Yeah, it's, I was just looking at the um, day two just to see if it was any different, but it's the same thing, but inside the stadium. So it's just like the whole floor and stadium, so you can't see who's where or anything. It's, yeah, I don't know why they did that. Maybe they're trying to like set up just a pure TV deal, kind of like Strongman did. I think it was a pure rookie error. Like they. But, can't, but what do you mean an error? Because the thing is, there's new owners, and maybe it's not the same TV crew that they used before that would live stream it or whoever would live stream for the CrossFit Games. Um, because it's just weird. Like normally they would have people like on the floor walking around with cameras and stuff. They don't have that. And I mean, if they're doing that to get TV on board, um, I don't know if that's going to attract TV to come on board. Yeah. So they're not filming it separately then? This is the only way, unless you're actually there at the venue, that's the only way you can view it? Is well, that... that's the only way we've seen. And it's yeah. never been like this before. So it's always been streamed on like the CrossFit Games YouTube channel. Um, yeah. So unless there's another way and... I mean, even if there's a paid way, I mean, like, we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen any announcements about it. Um, you know, if everyone, anyone is watching this video before the CrossFit Games finish, so they can comment in the comments and let us know where we can view the, you know, the top athletes. Um, but, yeah, no idea. And so yeah, on, uh... the, on the app, is that what you're seeing is just a big oh, wide on shot on YouTube? And then on mm. so on the app is it do you know if it's a proper live stream or no i i should actually try download it when well when i'm done with this because i'm obviously today streaming off my phone but i'll go and check <laughs> but so far it looks like you can only follow the scoreboard online on the app on the app so you That's can crazy. follow it live kind of like listening on the radio sort yeah, of because thing yeah, because there's a button to click on the email that says watch live and then you click on it and it takes you to the CrossFit Games YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I hope that you're right and they have just messed up because otherwise, yeah, to me, it would be the alternative is that they're trying to find a way to like leverage a TV deal or something like that, which I, mean, I definitely... They had ESPN. Yeah, but they had oh, they really? had that and the live stream at the same time, eh? Because yes. with Strongman, yes. that's their argument of not having the live stream, is that if they have a live stream, the TV companies won't pay the same amount of money, so they don't have a live stream to sell it for maximum price. So I would just hope CrossFit's not doing the same, and hopefully they are just yeah made a mistake. That yeah. would be that would be good <laughs> if they have, <laughs> even because though it sucks short term. Yeah, because what happened was um, when I competed my first ever CrossFit Games, that was also the first time it was ESPN viewed. So like my family oh, yeah. back home, everyone that had ESPN could watch me. That was the nice thing because obviously back then, I don't think live streaming was really a thing. So like everyone watched it on ESPN. And I think also the ESPN deal was together with like the Reebok as well because it was Reebok sponsored. Um, and I think ever since... The new owners took over, and Noble is the sponsor. I think ESPN cut the CrossFit Games. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at the website now, but it looks like they they were broadcasting 
the age group and adaptive like they are now so one cap one fixed camera and one announcer and then i was saying they're going to update how the individual and team competitions will be streamed but i guess that's through the app i guess we'll have to check but yeah that's uh i don't know why they did that you had something to say colin there uh no i was just gonna say so through the app it's definitely like it's even through the even if you're watching on the app you don't see anything is that correct but i don't think it's not streaming on the app actually i think it's just a live scoreboard yeah so yeah Yeah. hopefully they're not copying (laughs) the strongman business model (laughs) it sounds like they are it sounds like they are but i don't know i wonder if i wonder if if the tv deal is I guess TV deal, you still have sponsors too, so you're still getting paper sponsors even on a but TV deal. But then they deal. would announce it. Then they would say you can view it on. And I mean, normally, like, I mean, I'm friends with a whole bunch of CrossFitters, and you would see them post about it. Instead, I see all of them posting about how bad they, how badly they can't, you know, they can't view, and it's like, you know, the streaming is really bad. Um, and I haven't seen anywhere anyone post about it, not even on the CrossFit Games site um, or on the CrossFit Games. Um, Instagram page. Well, maybe check yeah. if they have it now on the Instagram page. And you said Tia's not doing it because she had a baby recently. What about Clara? What was her reason? Is she the same or? She's pregnant now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So I, I, I was just she, checking that. Yeah, I think, and I think she had a similar pregnancy kind of to like what I was battling with with Mia, um, where there's a whole you know, X amount of months that like we couldn't train at all. Yeah. Um, and I think now she started back with like training and things again, but just like really lightly, like nothing too hardcore, nothing to the point of how Tia trains through her pregnancy. Um, I feel like Tia is just a beast on another level. I mean, she's already like back doing like all the crazy things that she did before she was honestly like one of a kind um super mom type person (laughs) yeah do you think there'll be other like what other athletes are there like tia like there's not really anyone i would say no not in crossfit well i don't know i I mean, if you think about it, like I've heard of some moms that were pregnant and someone like, um, was it Serena Williams, Leaf? Yep. Serena was playing, <clears throat> I think she was still playing Wimbledon throughout her pregnancy. Um, and, I didn't know. But, but, you know, that's amazing. But I feel like with CrossFit, it's a whole nother ball game. Like it's literally like you push your body to the extremes with like, everything i mean tia was even considering still trying to potentially qualify um for the teams to go to the crossfit games um which would have been insane i mean like her baby is like i think a couple of months old um but like i said like she's already like doing so amazing she's already like you know lifting heavy weight doing butterfly pull-ups um doing all of the things that she could do before and you know with crossfit it's just so many things that you have to be good at. I mean, I feel like you have to, your, your cardiovascularness must be good. Your strength must be good. Um, you know, other movements like swimming, um, 
strong man, all of that. There's <laughs> just so many things. And that would have been pretty. So do you know the results of the, you said they had a max snatch and a max clean and jerk. Um, that would have been hype. <laughs> that would have been cool to see. No, that's why I was so excited. I literally put it on and I was like waiting to see if they're going to, you know, show it and show the results. Um, but again, I should probably go and look on the scoreboard, but I didn't see anything. And I was, I mean, I was so bummed because I'm pretty sure there would have been some really impressive numbers. Yeah. Do you know, were they doing it in that ladder format? Like no, I've seen so, in so they had three minutes to get a one max snatch and three minutes to get a one max clean and jerk. So what, if it is the same as like when I competed previously, what they do is like a lot of them will warm up towards basically their max already um, in like the warm up area. And then they give three minutes for all of them at the same time to try and get a one max. So oh. a lot of people then go and do their snatch at the same time um and then quickly add on weight um and see if they can get maybe like a new pr or like you know beat a certain number or whatever um so i think a lot of them would probably get like maybe three or four attempts in that stream yeah. the um the individuals and teams doesn't start till after this adaptive and age group so oh, adaptive and age group goes it's... until august 3rd which is tomorrow thursday and then obviously the actual games for individuals and teams starts friday so we'll see if they're going to live stream it on YouTube with actual proper coverage. Because if so, we'll have that on all day over the weekend just because that's what we do while we do, <laughs> while we do some work. But it's my birthday. There's also fights on. Well, you know, on, on James's birthday, like it's <clears throat> watching sports. I feel like that's the uh -oh. best birthday gift that you can give him. <laughs> that's my birthday gift to him. You can watch sports the whole day. No, well... And, because we're in USA time zones, all the all the other sports I can't watch. But there are fights on. Is it on Friday? I think there might be fights on Friday night, and there's fights on Saturday night too. So <clears throat> there's uh, some good events on that will be that will definitely be watching. It's um, easy to celebrate your birthday. Why is he saying it's hard? To, is he saying it's hard to celebrate your birthday? It is. It is <laughs> like I want to do a lot of things. I've but you can't fit it in one day? I have to have a birthday week. No, that's princess treatment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's your Barbie movie right don't there. Don't I deserve that? Cole, that's don't your... you think that your partner <laughs> Putting Cole on the spot <laughs> right there within the podcast live. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of the birthday week either, to be honest. <laughs> there, do you hear? See? Not a fan of the birthday week. It's too Barbie. Birth, too much Barbie. Week, to me, is just too much. <laughs> Yep, too much. Some people do birthday months. Like I know, it's, birthday it's months. crazy. Who? I know some people. <laughs> What's involved in a birthday month? Everything. Going on trips to but Mexico. Every day. Going. Every day. Every day. Every day. Like they'll do something. Can't be. Probably not like every single day, but they celebrate a birthday <laughs> month. And they make sure everyone knows about it. <laughs> this sounds like your buddy shows you watch on Netflix. Yeah, there's that uh, MTV show, My Super Sweet Sixteen or whatever it is. <laughs> Do you remember that one? This guy Dude, that's like decades ago. 
<laughs> it was pretty old. I don't know if it still exists, but I'm sure those kids no, that have a month long. Like super young. I feel like that was something we watched. Um, I remember I was like super keen to watch that too. I think I watched it when I came from school. Oh my yeah. gosh, horrible, horrible stuff. And now you've continued the habit on to whatever's on these streaming channels now with all that crap of reality TV. It's horrible, but. We've gone off off the rails here from CrossFit. Is there anything happening in the strongman world, Colm? Or is that wait? Is there a, a deadlift competition that's currently going on or coming up? Uh, it's going to be coming up, so that um, it'll be interesting. Like as usual, guys, everyone's targeting five hundred and five, and there's always guys coming into it looking strong. Um, but I don't know. I still feel like it's not going to get broken um, as cool as it would be to see. Uh, I just, feel, I don't know, man. I just feel like Thor and Eddie are just on another level in terms of like deadlift strength and just strength in general. Um, plus, like uh, Makarov, who I think it was 490 he posted the other day, like he, you know, he's not got the um, competition calibrated style plates. So the bar sits a little bit differently like it normally would which means the whip is going to be a lot different well not a lot different but when we're talking about 505 kgs yeah. if he can get it even half a centimeter higher with like you know having an extra extra amount of flex in the bar it's going to make a difference but he's also got it slightly elevated and again like for the average person yeah. doesn't make any difference it's just a just a rubber mat but and when you're talking about 505 kgs and that's an extra 15 on what he hit. I just can't see it happening. But it would be cool if it happened. Um, the other aspect with that is, so you're allowed whatever equipment you want. So multiply suits are kind of all the rage in Strongman at the moment. Um, and having that bar just that little bit elevated higher means that he can have his suit. Because they all have, I don't know if you guys have seen them, but it's very thick suits with adjustable straps mm -hmm. so because they're adjustable you have your training partner velcro them down you can have them so tight uh, that you basically can't bend over and get a certain start position if that start position like so he's deadlifting off of those rubber mats even if it's just like half a centimeter higher you can get that suit just that little bit tighter <laughs> and if it's that little bit tighter you wouldn't necessarily be able to get that same position on a deadlift bar off the floor um, so yeah, I, I would have to say, and I know Graham Hicks is also looking very strong. Um, but I personally would just like to see it's, I doubt it's going to happen, but I would, I would like to see like people at the moment. It's like they, I can't remember the jump last year. I think it, the jump goes from like 470 straight to 505, something like that. Um, but it's been like that kind of every single year since, uh, they had they stopped doing the deadlift champs for a couple of years after Eddie did it, um, but I would rather each year they just focused on increasing that other number rather than everyone always focusing on chasing that 505. But at the same time, I understand that because there's meant to be a decent amount of prize money if you pull that 505. So everyone wants mm. to focus on that. But you know how, like, just from a training perspective, right? If you've got a certain, um, let's say you hit a PB. Let's say you hit, um, I don't know, 100 kgs on bench. You don't just, well, people do do this. You shouldn't just go, <laughs> all right, next time I'm going to go for 140. You know, yeah. you want to, each training cycle, you want to build on what you hit a little by little and keep building it up. And um, 
if you just keep if you're like okay next time i'm going for 140 and you miss and then like all right next comp i'm going for 140 <laughs> i miss that's what i feel like the deadlift champs has turned into a little bit um but at the same time i suppose it's about putting on a show for the crowd that's what gets them the money so um 505 has a lot of hype around it and um yeah i suppose at the end of the day it's about entertaining people if the crowd's happy that's cool but just from a training perspective i would rather they yeah focus on each year just upping that number a little bit more than they do yeah it actually reminds me if you are a deadlift fanatic uh one of our members increases deadlift from 240 kilos to 260 kilos in eight weeks on our farm boy strong program that's in the lift big epic underground so if you want to pull big deadlifts check that out you've also got Colm's strongman programs in there as well that will give you a huge deadlift too so if you're like that definitely check that out but yeah that's that's interesting when does the when does they actually hold the deadlift competition uh i'm not actually sure on the date it must be within the next couple weeks um i can't remember the date off the top of my head um but as i was saying that as well i used the bench example i should have used deadlift because this happens all the time someone will hit like 260 or 270 deadlift their next goal 300 kgs (laughs) <laughs> when the person hits 300 kgs next goal is 700 pounds three normally it's 317 but they just go straight for 320. i've seen a lot of people stall over the years doing that exact same thing whereas if you let's say you hit 300 next time you're going for your pb you go 305 maybe 310 depending how the training cycle goes um mm. it, it's just you're going to have a much higher uh, chance of success rather than focusing purely on those big jumps even though they i know they're the really cool sounding numbers <laughs> no definitely definitely i think that's everything there but actually the other thing we're actually going to do my birthday we're going to take uh little mia down to the stark center i don't know you know the stark center at all Cole? nope it's here in austin <clears throat> in austin texas it's like the you, you'd love it it's the old time physical culture museum basically so oh, yeah. it's all of the old uh, strength training books from back in the day, all the old strength training pictures, implements, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's epic, man. You get to see all the all the old strong people on the walls there and, and things like that. So you have something there, Mona? Yeah, I was going to say for like female strength, it's amazing too because it shows you like how female strength for sports got put onto the map. Um, which I think is amazing because if we didn't have that history, like as strength sport women, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. So it's really evolved like insanely over the years. Um, and I feel like it's so cool to see like women doing that back then. Um, and like even how like they changed. I mean, they have that whole like look of theirs that changed. And I mean, now women are like, they want to be strong. So that's amazing yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty sick little museum exhibition so when you come visit colin we'll, we'll head down there for sure um, yeah that sounds cool and and walk around there's pretty sick but that will end today's episode make sure to please like subscribe everything else also check out the lift big underground it's down in the description you get access to all those programs for one low monthly price and you can run multiple different programs for whatever goals you have in there um so it's, it's a great product. And we also have the private Discord community as well, where you can ask us any training questions, send us training videos if you need help with technique. All of that is part of the same price. But we will see you next week.